0: If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. back from the brink of death to bring you another edition of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and i am not coming back from the
3: brink of death <laughs> but i'm back anyway Derek Diner,
0: thank you everybody for uh letting me have the week off last week because i got the vid i got covid last week and uh let me tell you that was a sucky week
3: yeah it's no joke you know, I I had it um early 2022 and props to you though for making it what 3 years. Yeah. Not not getting it.
0: <laughs> I uh I last time I checked my vax card, last time I was vaxed was uh Thanksgiving of last year, so uh I couldn't dodge it forever, I guess.
3: Well, the important thing <laughs> is, you know, you're you're on the mend and we're back here on the podcast. Yes.
0: And I do want to let everybody know there there has been some uh behind the scenes changes for the show. Um I have changed uh host servers for the show. So all of your feeds should be the same. We're no longer with Spotify for Podcasters. We are now with Acast. So all the feeds should still be the same. So if you're having trouble or you probably won't hear this if you're having trouble with the feed, but if you're not getting the show now Um, Let us know, and we'll try to fix that. But everything should still be the same. Um, We decided to leave Spotify for podcasters for reasons, and we are now with Acast. So everything should still be the same for you. Um, Nothing you should have to do. No new feeds or anything like that. Everything should just smoothly transition over to that. And I have updated our link tree, which is nerdcaveretro.com all kind of new buttons there for you to go follow us everywhere you need to go. I put some new uh some new money things on there too. A uh, little money symbol up at the top is Cash App. If if you and I've been asked about this before. A lot of people don't like Patreon. They don't want to do Patreon. Um but you want to support the show and maybe give us like a one time deal or something like that. You can either Cash App us with that little button and I put a PayPal right there on the uh the link tree so you have two different ways you can give us money to keep the show going so wanted to get all that new housekeeping out of the way before we we move into the show
3: yeah and you know it's changes can periodically happen with podcasts especially ones like ours that have been around for a while you know we were on spotify for podcasters for a bit heard some good things about acast i switched my show over to it as well um pretty seamless transition so yeah like jason said you know there shouldn't be any issues but if uh if you do have issues just just let us know
0: yeah just let us know if there's any any issues you might be having other than that how has your last 2 weeks been since we've been here on the show
3: uh i feel like this is the most relaxed i've been in the last 2 weeks things have been really busy with work I've uh, been working weekends to filmed a wedding this past Saturday. Um I did get Sunday to kind of recuperate because I did have a um a shoot scheduled, but the person who was going to be on camera came down with a really bad cough. So, I uh, got to have a nice relaxing day yesterday. I'm going to be really busy this upcoming weekend. I've got um, I got to go to Tallahassee for work early Thursday uh Saturday I've got to work all day and then Sunday is the rescheduled shoot so found a little time to <laughs> to play some some video games but uh not not as much as I would like
0: uh but what about you I haven't played anything cuz let me tell you when you have covid as bad as I did you do not want to do anything I did not play a single video game this past week all I did was just Lay there like like a, a sack of potatoes and just try to get better.
3: That's the best thing to do when you get sick, is to just not do really much of anything.
0: Yeah. So, I I don't blame you there. Got caught up on some movies and TV shows and all that kind of good stuff, but, uh, but I would much rather have not been sick than have to do that. Did you see the finale of Ahsoka? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, I will... I will say this that it, and this is just my opinion. I personally felt like that would have been a better penultimate uh, episode because you know they left a lot on the table, a lot of uh, loose strings, and I know they're setting up for a movie. But God, I could have used just one more episode. Like I feel like I don't know, like nothing got resolved.
3: Yeah, and I I get leaving things on a cliffhanger, but. I feel like they didn't resolve much, if anything. Yeah. It was still a very good show. I, I really enjoyed it. But, yeah, I, I felt a little, I won't say unsatisfied, but I had much more questions than answers yeah. by the time the show ended.
0: But I enjoyed it myself. Uh, You know, I, I like the Star Wars, and I uh, started watching Loki. I think Loki started yep. off with a bang. And I'm really excited to see how that's gonna play out.
3: It's head and shoulders the best Marvel show that they've ever done. Dude, I really like WandaVision. <laughs> um I think Hawkeye was actually a little underrated. Um, I liked um, She Hulk was fun, but as far as like the acting, the sets, the creativity, the stories, it's Loki, hands yeah. down.
0: But that first that first episode of season two was chef's kiss. Uh, mm-hmm. that's how you open a new season right there. Yep.
3: I hate that it's only 6 episodes though. I know. I could Damn really it. go for 8.
0: <laughs> 20, I'll take 24. Whatever happened to 24 episode seasons?
3: <laughs> they put cinematic level quality <laughs> into the shows.
0: True, true, true. Yeah. But uh but it is officially, you know what it is, Derek? Do you know what what time of the season it is? It's the spooky season. It's the spooky season, everybody. And what better way to start the spooky season than with top five scariest gaming moments. So we uh, I forgot who, who threw that in the, the mix, but uh, um, it might have been um, Ar- Armez Jackson, maybe, who gave us a list of stuff to look through, but a uh, top five list. Was it Josh Hartman? Or it might have been Josh Hartman, yeah. Um he's got his list in here but thank you for for submitting those top 5 list ideas. We love those. And we got quite a few to get us through the next couple of months. So thank you guys for that. Um but yeah, it is Halloween time. We're going to do the top 5 scariest gaming moments and Derek, would you like to start us off with your list?
3: So I threw in some humorous ones uh, kind of looking back on it, but at the time these were scary moments for me <laughs> and I I'll kind of point those out specifically. Um I've got three honorable mentions. The first zombie I ever fought in Resident Evil. I didn't play the game for the first time until recently, so I played, you know, the the kind of remastered version of it. And the first time I ran into a zombie, I was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> like I didn't like I knew what to do, but I didn't know what to do. So that that was fun. Um one that is a more recent one, I guess, as far as like not a remastered game but a newer game. When I play Breath of the Wild, the first time you fight a guardian and you hear that little suspenseful jingle of music and you see like the little laser lock mm-hmm. onto you and you're just like, What's gonna happen? <laughs> and I, I kinda took the hit the first time and it killed me instantly. I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna have to be a little more a little more cerebral <laughs> with that. So like the initial shock of getting killed I by never a guardian could. for the first time.
0: I never could get the hang of the uh, the shield. Um, deflection. Yeah, for those, it's just this. Just too hard to do. I, I I did it a couple of times, but I never could like get the hang of it.
3: Yeah, I, what I did was I just got a bunch of those ancient arrows and I used the bullet time and just shoot them right between the eyes, and that that takes care of them. Yeah, and Mushmouth
0: in the chat room says uh, about that first zombie he says. That is a terrifying moment when you realize all at once that the tank controls feel alien when you're up against a threat. That's the tr- That's what 50% of that game was, was, those, was fighting those tank controls while being scared.
3: Well, there's another instance that I'll bring up in my actual top five from that same game. My other honorable mention is from Super Mario 64. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the level, but there's it's mostly water based and there's a sunken ship at the bottom of the ocean and there's a giant eel that's kind of like poking out of the ship and you mm. have to swim like almost right in front of it in order to get it to come out so you can go in the ship yeah I was scared, <laughs> as you know what, to even attempt that when I was a kid. Plus, you were only, and like, what, 11 when that came out? It's something like that, yeah. It still gives me a little anxiety even playing through it as an adult. I guess it's PTSD. Mm-hmm. But uh, that that was uh, that was another one uh, that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, but moving into my actual top five, I'm going to throw in another childhood one, and that would be uh, Snackers the Shark from Banjo-Kazooie. And the second world you go to is called Treasure Trove Cove. And you're in basically like this tropical island in the middle of the ocean. There's bodies of water like on the island that you can swim in and be okay. But if you swim in the ocean, this shark appears out of nowhere and swims after you. And it plays this almost more of an upbeat take on the Jaws theme. And it's like talking trash to you as it's swimming up to you and it just will take a bite out of you. That always scared me too as a kid. Number 4 would be the first time you encounter a Skoltula in Ocarina of Time. There's the the cursed family. I don't know if you remember them, but you have to find the gold uh the gold Skultullas and get their tokens. And after you get a certain amount, it lifts this curse that's been placed upon a family. And you, like one person's cured and they give you, you know, like a bigger wallet or a huge amount of rupees or something like mm-hmm. that there's normal versions of Skulltulas that come down from the ceiling. And when you try to fight them in the traditional method, it doesn't quite work. Hmm. So like, you know, I, I wait for it to spin around cause it has like a soft uh, underbelly and I go up to it and try to hack it with my sword and it spins around and knocks, <laughs> knocks me away from it. So then I'm like, okay, I'll just have to use the slingshot. So the first time that, I fought one of those. It was
0: a, it was a jump scare. I really need to go back and replay Ocarina of Time. It's been so long, I don't remember much from that game. I want them to remake that
3: in they, like they really need real to. HD. It would make so much money if they did it. That and yeah, I Waker. know they've remade it several times, but who cares? Yeah. I will buy a legit <laughs> remade Ocarina of Time with much improved graphics and controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mushmouth agrees. Uh, Skulltella family's wild. It was mm-hmm. it was kind of a sad story. Number three, this was a game I reviewed a couple of years ago for um, Halloween Horror Month. Eternal Darkness: Sanity's Requiem from the GameCube. And what was cool about that game is that you would have these like hallucinations where you might, you know, like the controls might be inverted or something would happen to kind of throw you off. Well, there's one hallucination that no lie makes you think that your save file is being deleted. <laughs> and I'm like what what's going on here? So when that happened I'm like wait, I'm not doing anything and then I'm like oh, this is just part of the game. Troll level um, 1000. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Number 2, the the show added a little little more empathy for this but playing through the opening prologue in The Last of Us you know like running like when everything's starting to go to hell yeah is just so anxiety inducing and then what ends up happening i won't spoil it for those who haven't played the game it's it's
0: bad which they did a really good ad- adaptation of in the tv show
3: i think the tv show was honestly better and it, i knew what was coming so like i already had that you know, uneasy feeling. Like I'm just waiting for that moment to happen, but like Samantha had never played the game and it, you know, it, it choked her up a bit. Yeah. So they did a really, really good job, but my number one, it, it, I want to jump just thinking about it. (laughs) I almost
0: put this on mine, but I have a couple of others. The mutant dogs
3: jumping out of the window (laughs) from the original Resident Evil.
0: Those damn dogs. I
3: I legit screamed when that happened to me. And I've never had that happen in a video game before. Even to this day, it's still scary. Yeah. Like, even when you know it's coming, it still scares you. Yeah. (laughs) So that's my top
0: five. It's because of the pacing of that game. And then you get to that point, you're going down that hallway and you know, it's going to happen. You know, it's coming. And then all of a sudden those dogs burst through the, the windows and it still scares the absolute crap out of you. Yeah.
3: So that, that was (coughs) when we decided this was going to be our list. That was like, I knew my number one and two instantly, but you know, the, the other ones I had to do a little more, Little bit more thinking, but uh, overall I came up with it pretty quickly. It was just kind of doing the order. Yeah. it was a little difficult.
0: Uh I have three honorable mentions myself. Uh the very first one I have on here is facing Mother Brain for the first time. And I've talked about this on the show before, the first time I ever made it to Mother Brain. It wasn't so much scary, but just the anxiety of that whole encounter. And then I actually cause I didn't think I was gonna kill her the first time I came across her. And I did just out of sheer accident, I think. And then, then you have to like climb out of the planet on those little bitty thing, you know, platforms. You have to jump on. Just that whole sequence is, it, it it's. I think that's where my anxiety started. Was that moment right there?
3: Well, brother, mother brain worked in her own
0: villainous way. Uh see a lot of moments in Alan Wake. Did you ever play Alan I couldn't really remember anything specific, but just there's a lot of, of scary moments in that game.
3: I have not played Alan Wake actually.
0: Oh, dude, they they just did the remake not too long ago. You need to check it out. Especially if you like, you know, like Stephen King type stuff. Uh if yeah. you like Twin Peaks, that type of thing. X Files, you definitely need to give it a shot. Um and the third one is the whole damn game of Outlast. Have you ever played Outlast? Yeah. You you don't have any weapons. The only thing you can do is run. So when people are running after you or someone's trying to kill you, the only thing you can do is run. That's it. No weapons, just run.
3: It, it, yeah, that, that should have been in my honorable mentions. But yeah, that's...
0: Uh, you're bringing back bad memories. <laughs> Uh, so for my number five, um, sorry, I still have to make uh use of the cough button <sighs> getting over this thing. Uh, number five, anytime you come across a big daddy in Bioshock, yep. when you hear that, that, that whale like moan the and you hear the, the footsteps, you know you're in for a fight. Like you're just like, holy, do, do I have enough? Do I have enough bullets? Do I have enough, uh, you know, energy to for my my whatever they're what were they called in the game? Your your magics. What were they called? Oh,
3: of course I can't remember. I can't
0: remember it now. Damn it! But you know what I'm talking about. you're yeah, just like yeah. you hear the big daddy, and you're like, I, I have to go load up on everything before I go in this room.
3: That's one where you pause the game, crack the knuckles before you pick the controller (laughs) back up.
0: Uh, Let's see. Uh, At number four, the first time you fight the liquor in Resident Evil 2, the original. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but the first time I played that game, and it still gets me to this day, that original game, when you're in that first room to the left, when you get into the police station, and you go around like this kind of fake wall part, and you're walking down this hallway towards a door, and there's a window. Yeah, plasmids. Thank you, Rampage. That's what they were called, plasmids. Um, but you're walking down this hallway, and Leon or uh, turns towards the door, and then you see something moving outside the window. If anybody remembers that part, that is a horrifying moment because you're just like, what is about to happen? Then you go into that hallway. And it turns into, you know, you get like a little cutscene of the liquor on the ceiling and it drops down in front of you. And still to this day, that's one of the most frightening gaming moments I've ever, ever been a part of.
3: I've watched some video of it and I'm like, I don't know if I could handle that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and this is for you, oh, RMS Jackson, it. in the chat room. He says, scary gaming moments, first time I played the first Silent Hill. Well, here, um, I think this was Silent Hill 2, actually. Uh, my number three is the first time your cell phone starts to crackle and you see those freaky armless things in the fog. You know what I'm talking about if you've played the game.
3: Yeah, this is another one that I haven't played. I haven't played a lot of horror games, so the... This is all like new discovery for me. Well, some of it.
0: I actually had to stop playing Silent Hill Two because I was getting it was giving me nightmares, so I literally had to stop playing the game.
3: Wasn't there a Silent Hill movie?
0: Yeah, actually, one of my, uh, probably one of the best video game adaptations uh, or movie adaptation of a video game. I think. That's what I thought. And it's it's so good. I still love watching that movie. It's so freaky. At my number two, anytime I have to run from Mister X, the Resident Evil 2 remake, that big bastard. Oh, it's the worst part of that game.
3: Yeah, it's another one that you know. When I was looking up different lists, this was a popular one, a popular entry. And again, I've much like the liquor. I've watched gameplay of it. I think I may just settle for watching gameplay, of
0: Resident people do. <laughs> Dude, because Mister X, just like you, never know where he's gonna come from. You'll just be walking, and he'll just bust through the wall, like, I, uh, uh, you know, like Kool Aid Man, and then start running you down. And you're just like, what the hell is happening? There's nothing takes him <laughs> down, like nothing. I think you can, uh, if you can stun him with a, a stun grenade, that's your only chance to run. He says, "Oh yeah!" Yeah, bust through the wall. He's like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> and I put my number, damn one, and everybody knows what it's gonna be because I've talked about it a million times. But in the game, condemned, there's a part of the game where you're walking kind of like in the, I guess, the maintenance of the sewers or whatever, and you open up like, you know, lockers and stuff to get like med packs and things like that. Well, I opened up a locker and there was a lady in there who jumped out at me screaming and I, I literally threw the controller at the TV and had to turn my Xbox 360 off and go calm down.
3: Yeah, I, I knew this was going to be your number one because like you said, you've mentioned it numerous times on the show. It's probably the reason why I don't know if I'll ever play this game.
0: I mean, I think you should. It's a great game, but just just know that that one jump scare is in the game that's made me throw a controller.
3: Even though I know it's coming, it's still going to scare me. That's just how I am like with, with horror and scary stuff. Even if I know it's coming, when it happens, no matter how prepared I am, it still scares me.
1: <laughs> in the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry,
2: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: <laughs> uh, well, that's the end of uh, mine and Derek's list. So Derek, would you like to do our Patreon shout outs before we go into your top fives?
3: Absolutely, we want to shout out our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out James, a.k.a. Jimbo Jr. on Discord, Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B. Rez Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, axeblade 7 Armes Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage. Hey. Rampage. Steph Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Joey Image, and of course, Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Donna, Thank you all Mama so Diamond. much. <laughs> I for said your continue- Donna
0: Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. You're not wrong. <laughs>
3: You're not wrong, technically. But yeah, uh, if you want to sign up for our patron, head over to patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro, where for as little as a dollar a month, you get early access to our bonus episodes which, for the most part, are commentary tracks for um, animated series like Gargoyles, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, uh, live-action movies like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Clue, Batman 89. The list is near endless on commentary tracks that we've done, and I can't believe that we're about to be in double digits yeah, for I October know. already, so we gotta, we got to figure out what we're going to do for October.
0: Um, I think, oh. I, th- I know we need to do something scary, so let's get with uh, Joey and Wally and see what we should uh, do for this month. Okay. Hell, maybe we should do Silent Hill.
3: I mean, I'd be okay with that. Hmm, I'm down for that. Yeah, because I've never seen the movie, so. Oh, yeah. It'd be a, be a good, uh, good opportunity for me to watch it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, head over to Patreon.com/NerdCaveRetro. And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media information, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram,
0: so we can give you a proper shout out. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at BresCoffeeCo.com.
3: That's right, NerdCave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee.
0: If you want to try it yourself, or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast.
3: Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast.
0: They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round.
3: If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your
0: order. Uh, and to start us off, I'm going to start off with uh, Mr. Mark Simmons, aka Mushmouth, in the chat room. Uh, and He says, my scary gaming moments list. Uh, when you first see the flood up in Halo. I Yes. That I agree yep. with that one hundred percent because that just that's a change in the game. At that, the game becomes something else completely. At that mm-hmm. point, um, getting the gyroid face, Animal Crossing. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Never played Animal Crossing. Um, let's see, the Tyrant and Resident Evil Two Remake. Uh, doing anything in Subnautica. Uh, I'm afraid of the ocean. Uh, and selling Cubivore. For fifteen dollars to see it at five hundred online like a month later. <laughs> what is cubivore? <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm curious about it. Uh, let us know. You're in the chat room, Mushmouse. Let us yeah. know what cubivore is.
3: Yeah. Let's see. Next up from Twitter we have Ziggy Livingston at Andrew Living S T Two. Mordax Castle in KQ five. I assume that's Kingdom Quest five. Mm-hmm.
0: I would think so. You never,
3: you never know when the blue guy or the cat will suddenly appear. I've never played Kingdom's Quest.
0: I didn't either. I haven't either. Um, I mean, I might. Sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested in it. Uh, and from Facebook, we have Mister, our, our mutual friend, Mister Bill Lyons, uh, says any his whole list is anytime time jumping with Mario ever. And uh, depending on what level you're playing. I, I would agree with that. Uh Mushmouth says Especially, cubivore is a dope game about surviving as a wild mating animal.
3: Huh. Oh Joey says King's Quest.
2: Oh, that King's might Quest, be it. yeah. Okay.
3: Thank you, Joey. From the official fact checker of the Nerd Cave Retro podcast, Mr. Wally Phelps, in no particular order. The Flood from Halo, mm-hmm. which uh, Mark Simmons mentioned. Totally agree with that. Dogs jumping through the window, Resident Evil. Absolutely. The mannequins in Condemned.
0: Yeah, they're they're pretty freaky.
3: Getting the red rings on <laughs> Xbox 360. The red rings. I can ring attest to that. I got
0: it twice. Ah. Uh, yeah,
3: that was I a bad I got it once and I oh I was so mad. That was a bad time in gaming. Yeah. And then, uh, last on his list, please insert a PlayStation or a PlayStation (laughs) 2 format disc.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's good. Uh, uh, Mr. Josh Hartman, uh, he says, I hope this is because of my idea. Yes, sir, it is. Uh, He said, the Red Ring of Death showing up on his 360 twice. I know that feeling, sir. I got it twice myself. Uh, The Piano of Death from Mario 64.
3: Yes, I <laughs> forgot about those. Yeah, in the, the mansion level, there's a piano in like, one of the first rooms, and when you walk up to it, it like sprouts out teeth and starts running after you. I don't
0: remember that at all. Must that scared not scared the
3: crap out of me, too.
0: It must not have affected me that bad, because I don't remember it at all. You uh, can tell
3: I, I scared quite easily as a child.
0: <laughs> that's okay. Uh, let's see, <laughs> Clocker Tower on PSX. Just whenever Scissor Man in general, in general, um, Chainsaw Guy in Resident Evil Four in the first town, yes, those Chainsaw Guys are 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 very much uh, Leatherface vibes out of those guys. Uh, And his number one, getting caught in Maniac Mansion on NES as a kid, watching my sister play play this was amazing. But those alien creeper aliens creep me out. Tie it with that music as they chase you as the cherry on top. I love that game, Maniac Mansion.
3: Yeah, it's a good one. That was a good list. Yeah. I like that. Let's see. So now we'll move into our Discord from Mr. Brandon Rutledge. Needless to say, spoiler alert. Hmm. Honorable mention, the first zombie in Resident Evil, very iconic gaming moment in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Anytime Man appeared, Clock Tower, both original and PS1 sequel of the same name. That Nightmare of a Carnival in Silent Hill 3. Kefka destroys the planet in Final Fantasy 6, and he says, That mad clown pulled off his plan, <laughs> with multiple exclamation points. A tie, an entire audience is turned into orange slime by Eve. And Shiva, the police dog, mutates into a boss monster from Parasite Eve. That actually sounds really cool. Hmm. Uh, Both very gross and very scary. Ethan's hand is chopped off by his infected wife from Resident Evil 7 Biohazard.
0: Uh
3: (laughs) Fighting Matt Helms in No More Heroes 2, Desperate Struggle. And all those crazy bosses in the House of the Dead franchise. Then moving into his actual list... Number five, game over sequence from the arcade version of Ninja Gaiden. One of the most messed up game over sequences I have ever seen.
0: I don't remember the arcade version of that.
3: I don't either. Number four, monster ambushes Kodelka in the opening FMV scene leading into the first battle of the game from Kudelka Gives a great intro on the scary atmosphere of this JRPG. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. Number three, Alex sees herself dead in a bathtub full of blood while the player's sanity meter is low. Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem will give anyone nightmares for days. I totally agree with that one. (laughs) Number two, that dang dog jumping through the window from Resident (laughs) Evil (laughs) nearly peed myself the first time I saw this. And number one... Lee finds a legless mark, concluding that the Saint Johns are cannibals in *Telltale's The Walking Dead* season one. (laughs) The fact that it's only three months into the apocalypse and the reasoning makes this extra scary.
0: Yeah, and uh, Mushmouth says *Resident Evil 7* definitely deserves to be on the list, but he doesn't know if he could just pick one thing from that. That is really one of the most frightening games ever made. I agree; that game is equal parts scary and gross. There is some of the grossest stuff you will ever see in a video in a in a video game in that game that just stick with you. I believe it. Uh let's see now up next we have Miss uh, we have oh Raven Ghostpaw. Um Raven. Uh, at number four um he says I only have four I don't play horror games that often. Four the sound the Hell Knights make in Doom 2 scared me as a kid. Number three Running from the liquor when you first see it, or Resident Evil Two, uh, getting attacked for the first time in FNAF. Um, what is FNAF? I can't think. Of, what is that? Um, what? Oh, Fright Nights at Freddy's, maybe. Oh yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, let's see. And number one, Game Over screen. Zelda Two scared the scared the hell out of me as a kid. I do remember that. Uh, uh, yeah, with Ganon. Yeah, that game over screen, because I saw it quite a lot in that game. It's probably why I hate that game so much.
3: I almost put just the overall experience of playing Zelda 2 yeah. as an honorable <laughs> mention in my list. <laughs> Next up, we have Bethany Fox, our amazing Discord manager. Number five, whenever a melee enemy attacks you just off screen and you're low on health, mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. say a specific game, but yeah, I do agree that with that. That is a trope. <laughs> yep. Number four, Alien Isolation. Need I say more?
0: I still three, haven't played it, that. I know I've heard a lot about it, but I've never played it. I need to.
3: Let's see. Number three, in Luigi's Mansion, when that one ghost just pops out of nowhere and you weren't expecting it. Agree with that. Especially like when you open like a chest or some type of furniture and one just pops out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Number two, The Long Dark, when you come across a wolf or bear and you have no weapon. And number one, the Fallout series when you come across a Deathclaw and you're ill-equipped.
0: I've tried so hard to play the uh, Fallout games, but I just can't get into them at all. Yeah, same. Uh, and up next, we have I Am The Rampage, And he says, in no particular order, The Last of Us, avoiding the clickers. Uh, I hate those things, but that was such a good game. Um, Resident Evil 2 Remake, avoiding Mr. X. 100% agree. Uh, Resident Evil 1, Cerberus Dog Jumps Through the Window. That one seems to be the reigning king tonight, is the dog jumping through the window. Uh, Alien Isolation, when the Xenomorph appears, always so tense, because you're def- very defenseless. Uh, and Metal Gear Solid, Psychomantis. this legit scared me the first time he vibrated the controller. Wasn't expecting it. And honorable mention, Super Mario 64, The Giant Eel. Thank you for putting that on your list rampage.
3: Let's see. Uh, we have Next up we have bugs. He has he just has two fallout 4 that first death claw popping from the underground and number one stalker on your way to the scorcher and a snork pops up from the
0: dark. <laughs> I don't know what that's Never... from. mm Uh let's see up next we have Halam Akbar. Uh, I don't really play anything scary, so I don't even have a top five, but my scary, scariest moments have been at five, uh, F-E-A-R, fear, uh, just having a scary atmosphere and that ghost girl popping up randomly. I never played that game. Um see, number four, Tears of the Kingdom, those gloom hand things with the red sky and the creepy music. Ah, I hated those. That was my most hated thing in that damn game, Gloom And the thing
3: is, whenever you beat them that wasn't the end of the fight because yeah. then you had to fight a phantom game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, Ocarina of time when the giant skull uh dr- just drop on you. The hands were scary too. Uh, two being chased by the robot and Metroid dread. Yes, that was one. I actually forgot. I should have put on my list because who that game? Um, number one, the original legend of Zelda. Those hands scared the crap out of me as a kid. Probably one of the scariest things in my whole life. I had no idea. I'm so scared of hands. I added number two if it isn't too late with the delay. No, that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that was Halal Magbar. Thank you so much. Next up, we have Mr. Tyler Watson, the
3: official fact checker to the official fact checker. Uh, let's see. Honorable mentions. I don't know why I didn't think of these, the re from Ocarina of Time. Because mm. whenever they would look at you, the screen would freeze, and you'd hear this loud shrieking sound. Uh, Let's see, he says that scream still haunts your dreams. (laughs) Opening the front door of the mansion in Resident Evil 1, if you open the door of the Spencer Mansion in the PS1 version, you get an FMV with a jump scare of a uh, Cerberus trying to force its way in. If you play the GameCube remake and try this, two or three will make their way in and utterly destroy you because you aren't equipped to face them yet. Mm -hmm. Number five, The House of Skulltulla, Ocarina of Time. Kill it with fire, in all caps. <laughs> the piano in the haunted house, Mario 64. Having a piano randomly grow a mouth and chase me was terrifying. <laughs> meeting your first death claw from the Fallout series, Nuff said. The House of Ravens and Comstock House from Bioshock Infinite. The first is a creepy meeting a uh, lodge for a group in Columbia. Then the second, an asylum with an enemy called the Boys of Silence, all equally scary. And number one... Cerberus busting through the window in Resident Evil 1 it comes out of nowhere so you aren't expecting it so it made me jump
0: and up next we have Mr. Joey Image and I think this is our last one Um, from Mr. Image himself in no particular order the first time experiencing the clickers in The Last of Us the first time I faced a horde in Days Gone oh I forgot I should have put that on my list too I had strayed from the missions, was just wandering around, and came across one long before you're supposed to face one if you're, follow- if you're following the story. Holy shit. Yeah, I will agree. <laughs> if you haven't played Days Gone, and you come upon a horde of undead, or the what are, what are they called in there? Uh, Joey, they're not necessarily zombies. They're like rage monsters or something, but they're... They're like they run in hordes of like five hundred or more and you can really mess yourself up if you're not prepared to take them on. Uh said so the ending of Days Gone where O'Brien does the helicopter jump. Uh the first time I fought Mike Tyson on NES, haha. And yes, that, that is a very, very scary moment. Um the Fetus in the Sink and P T PS four demo if this counts. Um what was PT? Um. oh they're called, not sure they're called freakers that's uh. yeah he said he said the largest one is 500 to 600 freakers that will all come running at you at once and it's awful uh, let's see and his last one is the cursed mirror and silent hill 3 in case PT isn't retro enough and what was PT? Why am I not, why am I blanking? I have COVID brain, so I can't, <laughs> I don't know what PT stands for. I'll give him a second oh, to we'll, catch up. Yeah,
3: we'll, uh, we'll see. Those were good
0: lists. <laughs> I love them. I love these yes. lists so much. Oh, oh promotional, promotional teaser. teaser. I don't know what that is. Mm is there a game called promotional teaser? If so, that's pretty cool. I know, that's an awesome name <laughs> for a game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, uh, thank you for all those lists everybody. I and I gave you guys an extra week to get us uh get us those lists, but thank you so much. And um so I love this time of year and I know next week is your um your review, Derek, and you're going to be, you want to tell everybody what you're going to be reviewing next week?
3: Yes, I'm going to be reviewing Ghoul School. I'm too cool for school, but not cool enough for, not too cool for Ghoul School. It's an NES title that was released in 1992, so uh, it's a Metroidvania style game, so I'm really excited to, to dive into it this week.
0: Uh, and Mushmouse says, how have you two never seen PT? I've never even heard of it till now. I'm going to have to yeah, go check same. it out and see what it's all about. Um, But we're a little bit early. Um, would you like to do a couple of news stories before we get out of here? A couple of Halloween-themed news stories? Oh, sure. Here, let, let's do it. And some of tonight's stories were submitted to us by Mr. Armez Jackson. And if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to NerdCaveRetro at gmail.com, and this first story is from, of course, our favorite site, nintendolife.com. DS horror classic Dementium The Ward slashes onto the Switch eShop soon. Uh, Atui has revealed it will be launching an updated version of the award-winning Dementium The Ward on the Switch eShop on the 12th of October. And what is today? The 9th? So that'll be Friday? Uh, nine, uh Thursday. Ten, yeah, Thursday would be th- this Thursday. Uh, originally released on Nintendo D- Nintendo DS in 2007 with a 3DS remaster follow- following in 2015. It is a first-person survival horror which you take on the role of William Redmore, an amnesiac who must escape the confines of a derelict and dangerous hospital. Based on the remastered 3DS version, this new release looks to retain as much of the essence of the original while ensuring the gameplay and UI translate well to a console experience. So this looks actually pretty creepy. Some it of does. The and I,
3: wow. I vaguely remember this game for the DS. I never played it, but the name does sound very familiar. So this uh this is actually pretty interesting, and it it looks cool. Yeah. You know, I, haven't, I I haven't had a chance to watch the trailer yet, but there's some cool looking screen caps in the article.
0: Yeah, I've never seen this before. This looks pretty creepy.
3: Yeah, it says here the um the lead developer, their goal with the new Switch version was to make sure the game experience was as comfortable as possible while placing players in the most uncomfortable of situations. <laughs> so it sounds cool. Yeah. And how can you not love a game released by a company named Atui? Yeah,
0: I like it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> also from NintendoLife.com, Hidden Gems Volume 1 brings four classic Commodore 64 games to the Switch. It says here, a publisher Pixel Games has announced that four Commodore 64 classics will be making their way to the Switch. Uh, they They were released September 28th, so they are currently available. Developed by Imagine Software Limited, this collection will see the return of some downhill action with Horace Goes Skiing, the bandit dodging uh, Gilligan's Gold, the surreal adventure game Mutant Monty, and classic top-down shooter Nomad. All of this comes with some neat modern features such as display filter options for those nostalgic for some CRT vibes, additional suspend points, and the ability to rewind live gameplay. That seems to be a common theme with like re-released retro games is having that rewind ability i want to say it it was on it might have been on sonic origins it was on another retro game that i played that had been uh it was
0: probably uh, if you played mega man uh from the mega man legacy collection they uh they offer a rewind feature on that as well which made it so much easier for me to finish the original mega man with that rewind feature
3: Yes, yeah, so if you're uh, if you're interested in this, if you're uh, a Commodore
0: 64 fan, definitely check it out. And this last story is from nichegamer.com. Horror RPG Sunshine Manor gets console ports in October. Publisher Hound picked Hound publisher Hound picked games, say that 3 times fast. And developer Fossil Games have announced console ports for Horror RPG Sunshine Manor. The Throwback Horror RPG is coming to Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PlayStation 4, and 5 on October 6th. Um and it is available, has been available for PC on via Steam. Uh let's see, uh, uh game features uh original one hour and 22-minute atmospheric soundtrack written exclusively exclusively for the game. Sinister, outrageously weird story that builds uh to the events of the infamous Camp Sunshine Massacre beautiful hand-drawn 8-bit-esque pixel, pixel art in the retro mold, inspired by classic horror movies of the 80s and beyond, six to eight hours of gameplay, a deviously devised linear story to constantly uncover secrets and build understanding of the Sunshine Universe and Sunshine Manor, uh, and French, German, Spanish, Russian, and Japanese language localization. Uh, it doesn't say, I was looking for the price, but it doesn't have the price here. I imagine it's not that expensive, but I love the look of this game. It just looks uh, like something I would have not been allowed to play as a kid.
3: <laughs> yeah, this looks like something that would be up my alley as well. Yeah, I, there's like a 30-second teaser that uh, is at the bottom of the article. I just watched it. And yeah, this this looks really fun. Like it it's it looks great. It looks like a a souped-up NES game. I I'd be interested in playing this myself. Me
0: too, but that's going to bring us to the end of the episode, and Derek, I'm glad to be back, man. I'm glad to be back. Me too. It felt,
3: I don't know, I felt like I didn't know what to do with myself last <laughs> Monday. I'm like, I, I should have just came in here and sat for an hour, Yeah. Well, and then I, went
0: back. I started feeling bad around noon, and I was like, man, I just need to leave work, go home, maybe i'll feel better later for the show and i was like no i'm not going to feel better can we can we push it to tomorrow and that was monday evening i woke up tuesday morning and felt like i was dying i was like there's no way not can we please just push the show back another day but then that morning i went and got went to the uh urgent care they i got got the covid so I was like, you know what, let's just wait till next week because I don't know how long this is going to last, but it was about a good four or five days of feeling like absolute dog crap before I started feeling better.
3: Yeah, and I mean, you know, stuff like this happens sometimes, so, but no, it's, it's good to be back, glad you're on the mend, glad you're, uh, you survived the vid, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep on with some, some fun horror-themed episodes through the rest of the month.
0: Yeah, so next week Derek's going to be doing Ghoul School, and the week after that, I can't believe I've never played or reviewed this game, And I'm going to be doing Nightmare on Elm Street for the NES, and I'm going to try to do some streaming too, so keep an eye out for my on my YouTube channel. for uh, I'm going to be doing some streaming of Nightmare on Elm Street with the uh, the LJN warning label right there on the box. So, Derek, what's going on with the Derek Diamond experience?
3: So if you liked this episode with top five scariest gaming moments, you can check out last week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience where I did top five horror movie moments. And much like this one, this was like one of, if not the most top popular top five that I've already, that I've ever done. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I got a ton of submissions, a lot of good feedback, and I've had some, some really good guests on, um, the last couple of weeks, you know, with Kevin Eastman, the co-creator of the Ninja Turtles, Cal Dodd, the voice of Wolverine, um this week I interviewed a comedian and actor Kevin Bartini, who, funny enough, was uh, one of my guests within the first year of me doing the show, and it was the first time I had spoken to him in like nine years. Wow, which was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, but, but he was in—he's um he's a stand-up comedian primarily, but he's also um, done some acting as well. He was in the marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, so uh, he talks about that, and I—I I will say. Next week, there is a uh, Nerd Cave Retro connection to my guest. Ooh, I'll tell you off air who it is.
0: Okay. (laughs) Now I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For the Open Micers podcast, uh, it's been so long since I've done an episode, I don't even remember who our guest was the last time. So just go check out the Open Micers podcast at Open Micers, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, OpenMikers.com. We'll take you everywhere you need to go. And uh Derek, is that is that about it for this week? I know I I know I'm so happy to be in the Halloween season and um I I'm just loving all this Halloween stuff. I I love the top 5 tonight and we we have to talk offline so we can figure out what we're going to do for our commentary this month. And I really want you to see Silent Hill, so that's my vote. Yeah, you you're not going to have to twist my arm to do to do Silent Hill. Does uh, there anything else tonight before we get out of here? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. Well, let's walk out the door. If you want to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our link tree. And that includes our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our Patreon, merch shop. And we're on Threads now, too. So go follow us on Threads. Go get some merch at ncrmerch.com. You can get t-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. Follow us on social media. At Nerd Cave Retro everywhere, at JFunktastic, and at Derek underscore Diamond. And you know what else you can do for us? If you can't support the show monetarily, go leave us a review or and or a five-star rating wherever you listen to the show. That puts us in front of more people and uh, lets more people know about the show. So, Derek, please, tell them what it's all about.
3: May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yeah.
0: Master
1: Blaster runs bar You blew it! This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more